A slasher film is a genre of horror films involving a killer stalking and murdering a group of people, usually by use of bladed tools. Although the term slasher may occasionally be used informally as a generic term for any horror film involving murder, film analysts cite an established set of characteristics which set slasher films apart from other horror subgenres, such as splatter films and psychological horror films. It's Dante, and this is So You Like Horror. And my guest for this episode, so they're returning guests for me, but for the listeners of this show, they're new to you. This is my good friend Nevik and Shut Up Nut, and they are actually the co-hosts of the Razzle Dazzle podcast. So if you're into Lost, and I'm, I got a feeling you know some of the listeners are into that show. Go give their podcast a listen because it's a good commentary to listen to over the episodes because the way that they do it is per episode that's on the show. That's what they talk about on each of their episodes. So go give it a listen. But in the meantime, they're going to be my guests here on the podcast. And this episode, we're going to just kind of pick their brain about their feelings on horror. And, you know, we might go into specific genres like slashers, 80s, things like that. But ultimately i want to get their feelings and their emotions on horror movies so evic shut mm. up nuts <laughs> how are y'all doing today i'm doing good i'm doing great i uh trained jujitsu tonight so that's why i was running a little bit late kids class are in late nevik how are you doing well we both dorkily waved at the camera as you were introducing us as if uh People could see us, so we're off to a good start. <laughs> Happy to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you all. And I do apologize. Even though the listeners may not know this, I like to put myself on blast. I got the times mixed up. So when I logged on and I saw you guys were waiting, I was like, oh, shit. Like, did I fucking do it again? <laughs> it worked out because I was running late. We were, we were running late, too. So Dog was loudly eating, not ready to pod. Yeah. What's the dog? The dog was like, this is my pod. This is how I do. Yeah. Listen exactly. to me chew. Uh, so with horror and just all of its fun stuff that comes with it, uh, what are you guys into horror-wise? Are you into specific subgenre in horror? Or do you just like it all, like just fully encompassed? What do you guys dig? Probably definitely everything. This week we've been hard binging 80 slashers. So I've been really into that. Um, but I definitely like elevated horror, which Scream kind of throws little jokes at all the time. But um, I like it all. I like the whole scope of ghosts and monsters and vampires and werewolves. But the slashers are tip like a little bit more scary because People are crazy. <laughs> like people are just crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, same for me. Eighties definitely have my heart, but happy to watch any any movies. We just marathon through Scream, and yeah, they kind of poked fun at the elevated horror A twenty four, but we love that those movies as well. So, it, yeah, I mean, probably a little bit of everything. Mm. 
Uh, speaking of A24, uh, I believe on Amazon Prime X became available oh, yesterday. Yeah. It, it's might, it might have been available for a while, but it showed up as $9.99 for me. I was like, dude, I will never pass up a sale. So um, went ahead and downloaded that. And then my wife, of course, she works nights. So I was like, well, I was kind of wondering to watch this. She was like, you know, I have to work. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'll watch it and I'll text you what happens. So is X the one with Kid Cuddy? That's right. Yes. Yes. Cool. So we're going to probably watch that. Well, I'm going to watch that after recording. But we'll, speaking I'll, of I'll that, cliff notes. X is like a good intro to the discussion because they kind of copy that famous 80s slasher view of like the perspective of the killer or like something kind of flying around the victim, the camera kind of flying around. So let's go ahead and jump to that. Now, I don't really care about spoilers, so tell me all you got to tell me about it. But how did you feel about that film? Uh, I definitely I thought it was pretty great. Pretty fun to watch like. It does a good job of feeling kind of like the basic premise of just like we're going out here, spooky place, fun, like young trip with young people. And then obviously it goes goes south, but it just looked great. Great performances. I think it was pretty fun. I was I think I saw like its reviews a little harsher than I thought of. Two thumbs up for me. Yeah, everyone that I encounter well not everyone uh most everyone that i encounter who'd seen it didn't have nice things to say and i was just kind of and especially someone that i i gen generally you know I, I trust his opinion and he was like he, he he didn't say he hated it he just didn't he felt like it was predictable and you know it's like you know there, there are a lot of movies that are predictable but was it a fun ride mm -hmm. you know that that's simple like um I just watched uh, Last Night in Soho. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I was excited to get your opinion on that one. So I every time I went to Instagram, I kept from was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to message. But then I, I get sidetracked by just anything. So I, I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a little predictable, just a little. Not, a, not mm -hmm. very predictable, but there, there are things like I figured it out like pretty quick. But that didn't take away the... Uh, from it being a very fun movie, enjoyable movie, mm -hmm. it, it, I don't think it's something that I would need to watch. You know, yeah, like like Scream. I watch Scream all the time. This mm -hmm. this film, I'd watch it every so often. You know, because it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful watch. But we we like it was so hard to rent for the longest time. We ended up having to pull the trigger on buying it, and then we were both like, "It's pretty good," but. Yeah, I'm not in a rush to rewatch and you know, like twenty dollar purchase uh, <laughs> sitting on the YouTube. So yeah, uh, that that's that was the same feeling I had with um, we just bought something I cannot remember what it was. My brain's gonna continue to be blank, but we bought it and I was like, you know what? It's worth it. I'm gonna I'm, let's just do it. We did it and then we watched and we're like, it, it was fine. It was enjoyable mm -hmm. and I was like. You know, I'm trying to tell myself, it's like, I'm going to watch it again. And I haven't watched it again. I'm like, you're going to watch it. You paid $20 for it. You're going to watch yeah. it. And now I think whatever it was is on HBO. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm watch it on HBO at least. But exactly. it, it, it was a beautiful movie. It, like, the cinematography was awesome. 
the color and everything was just it, it, it looked great. And again, like I said, it was a fun movie. If it, it felt good to like watch it and get through it, but it's not one that I'm gonna say, you know what, like just on a random Tuesday afternoon. I guess I'm gonna watch uh last night in Soho. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with you? I like, felt the dis- like I felt a little disappointed at the end with how beautiful everything was, how beautiful the setup could have been, and the actors. Um like the last 15 minutes of the movie, I was like, we could have done so much better. Like I could have left this theater feeling way better about this experience. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree. The first 45 minutes are so dreamy and mm-hmm. fun. And I was so into it. And it, I don't know, not that it lost me, but yeah. It, there was a point in the middle. I don't want to say in the middle, but kind of around that, yeah, around that 45, 50 minute mark. I kind of, didn't lose interest, but I was like, hey, it was, you know, I, I got some posts to do on Instagram. Let me just go ahead and knock that out right now. Yeah. You know, I think like, I started like yeah. rearranging action figures and shit. And I was like, like, oh okay. shit, we're watching the movie. You check the time and you start kind of getting distracted. I always have that point in the movie. That's how I felt with Aquaman. I watched Aquaman. I did some chores. I took a nap, woke up, and there's still an hour left. I was like, what the? F-? All right, man. Like you said, all you need to say, you swim, you, you yeah. have fish, like like move on. Yeah, um, that's a that's like a really long movie, if I remember correctly. It's too yeah, long. That's, that's the thing is like I watched the Justice League Snyder cut and felt like it. it, it I felt like that was shorter somehow, and that was four hours. But Damn. I don't know. Just like Aquaman, come on, dude, relax, relax, and then and they got the nerve to make a sequel. It better only be an hour. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like with, with the ideal of slashers, especially with the 80s, because even though the slashers started in the 70s with uh, Black Christmas and Halloween kind of really establishing the, the ideal of the slasher, the 80s is where the slasher genre really kind of opened up just everything to everyone. Um, you know, what are some of your favorite slashers? Or well, and you know, even better, yeah, let's go with that. What what are some of your favorite slashers just like kind of early on? I would say right off the bat, Halloween's probably my favorite movie ever. So yeah, right there. How about you? What is uh your favorite slasher muffin? Probably scream. Scream? Yeah, scream is fun. Oh, I get that. Two two strong candidates there, and two of my favorites also. Halloween, I know myself. I've watched it probably. I don't, my wife actually told me we're we're debating this um, a couple months back. I said I think I've watched Scream more than I've watched any other movie. She goes, "No, you've probably watched Halloween more than any other movie." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I mean, let's not forget, you know." I've been watching Halloween since like the mid eighties or early eighties, really, but more so like cared about it in the mid eighties and scream was only 96. So maybe you're right, but I watched, we had a bootleg copy of scream when it came out. And I remember watching that damn thing. I didn't even realize what was going on. You know, I didn't know it was bootleg. It was a good copy. (laughs) And I have friends over every day. Like, uh, I want to say from June of, uh, what, 96, 97 until probably 
early September, just coming over watching Scream over and over. And then when I, you know, ended up getting a DVD player, I was like, well, just keep it rolling. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I watched Scream more than anything, but she she could be right. Maybe it was Halloween. But Scream's so dang quippy, you know. Yeah. There's so many fun oh, lines. Yeah. It's worth you can watch it every day. So yeah, Freddy. Freddy's quippy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Freddy, though. I always feel like with Freddy, that first one especially, was genuinely scary. And then once you get into the second one was what it was. I, I'm not going to attack it like everybody else attacks it. But, you know, you know, if, if, the, if most people are saying, hey, I have a least favorite Freddy, it's usually number two. I would say four or five and anything beyond that, four, five, six. New Nightmare was fun. But um, mm-hmm. but Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is where I think the personality really formed for Freddy. And that's where we got all the like fun little quips and everything. So mm-hmm. welcome but, to prime time. <laughs> that that's the that's the the all-time like classic one. Mm-hmm. But but that just kind of goes to say though, you know. The slasher genre gave you that in itself. It gave you killers with personality. Yeah. Where Fun. you know, most times you just got killers that were just just that, just killers. Just out there to kill shit. But you know, well, it's weird because Jason Jason and Michael, <laughs> their personality is kind of having no no personality. Yeah, they're, they're the kind of guys that I just I just see them being single for the rest of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Not date material. <laughs> Definitely not. But getting into like the 1881 slashers, all of these like pretty generic killers and generic movies, but have insane backstories like My Bloody Valentine or what is it? Is that what it's called? My Bloody mm-hmm. Valentine? Yeah. And then The Burning is another slasher that we watched. Super uh, random stories, like got burnt down and then killed. That people. one's pretty self-explanatory in the title, yeah. Well, and, and that's the weird thing about like a movie with the title that just kind of tells you exactly what it is. It's like, all right, so should I be looking for any kind of clues or mm-hmm. anything special? Or are we just gonna like there was a fair faucet movie called The Burning Bed back in eighty-one. And I always thought I made that shit up as a kid. And one day I saw it on TV. To, like I was like, "Holy shit, that is a real movie!" I thought I made that up. And it, it was just—I it, mean, it was called *The Burning Bed*. It was about a, a, a woman going through spousal abuse, and she set her husband on fire in the bed, burning bed. That was the '80s. They're just like, <laughs> ah, "We want to call this movie Knife in the Eye." Fucking yeah. right, doggy. Let's do it. It'd be fun to like bring my little sister on here and be like, guess what the guess what these movies are about. Yeah, that actually wouldn't be a bad bad game. It's just like give the title and say, let me like uh, prom night. Go yeah. ahead and guess. You think this is a horror, romantic comedy, <laughs> uh, drama? Give me your best answer. <laughs> and I like. Funny thing is, I know a few sickos that would probably never seen it, but they would assume, oh, that's a horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. why? That fucking prom sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was thinking. So, yeah. uh, um, 
So with our slasher genre, uh, who are some of your favorite uh, scream queens? I guess really there, there are a lot of scream queens just in horror period, but I guess in that 80s window, there there was you know a few names I think stood out, but you have any particular favorites that you really like dug or related to? Got to start with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I know. First one's 78, but the second one I think is 80 or 81, Halloween 2. She always brought it. Um, I'd say I like Ginny from Friday the 13th Part 2. She's probably my favorite of the Jason movies. She's also in April Fool's Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, she, is she she's, Sarah in April Fool's? Mm -hmm. Or Muffy? Not Muffy. The, the girl, she, she's getting... We'll spoil it here. She's getting April Fools the whole time. Yeah, as I say, I think we're beyond the spoiler statute limitations <laughs> yeah. by this point. If somebody listens to this and say, "Oh my god, they ruined it," I'm like, you know what? You can fuck all the way off because yeah. oh I, I spoiled Thor and I haven't even seen Thor. <laughs> like, how do you spoil a movie you haven't seen, dude? I have magic. All right, <laughs> I do that because he watches movies. And then I talk about them without, like, I know them. Like, I've watched them. <laughs> um, and, and for you, do uh, you have any uh, specific screen queens that you like? I liked um, Johnny Depp's girlfriend in the first Freddy movie. Yeah, what, um, Heather Langenkamp. Heather, yep. I think yeah. she's, she's in three. Yeah, Nancy. She's in three of them. So she's definitely a legend on her own. I like Yeah. I feel like even like even before, so, because she was in obviously the original one, the third one, and she was in for, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I feel like even you know before that, I think just with her performance in that first one, she like solidified herself as like you know I guess kind of the new uh, screen queen because Jamie Lee obviously was just a one at the time with Halloween and then the fog um, prom night. And then it's like, then you get Heather Langenkamp comes in and just does one performance with a nightmare on Elm street, but it was so memorable. Mm -hmm. I always feel like she really, really stood out. But Definitely. Cause, cause not, not too many of the other like main final girls keep coming back. Like, and, the what's her name from the first Friday the thirteenth dies in the first five minutes of the next one. So yeah, it, I, I I always think about that whenever I watch that second Friday the thirteenth. I'm like, it's messed up, man. Y'all really made us think she made it. Yeah, yeah. Stone cold. On to the next batch of teens. Yeah. I feel like kind of an asshole for saying this, but I don't love how often the scream queen from scream reappears like she comes back every single movie and oh I'm sid oh we should have said sid. sid give me sid sid should just start I a just think she never even screams <laughs> get the hell out so of she's here. not a scream queen but i always feel like with her she may be the ultimate one but mainly because she was fighting back like like mm. straight up fighting back like shooting motherfuckers in the head it's like yeah. Hey man, Hell yeah. relax. Just shoot him in the chest, and she's dead. And it's like, all right, maybe they're not completely dead. And she shoots uh, Billy in the head. It's like, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel a little weird that I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she might be the goat. I was, I guess, I was trapped in the '80s, really thinking there. Sydney, like she says, oh, the Scream Four. Don't fuck with the original. Yeah, true, oh, true. true. Uh, yeah, I think that that might have been the that might have been the line right there that just did it. Just like, okay, you know what? She's the OG. I mean, mm -hmm. but then you, again, you got Jamie Lee Curtis. No matter what they do at Halloween, it's just like. She's always there. Oh, yeah. Always. But, but Sydney, I think, might take the cake. I think Even though so. she's 90s. I think mm -hmm. because they stopped. If they had a Scream Kills, that was equivalent to Halloween Kills. <laughs> like, I would have killed it for Heather. Or Sid. Sid would have killed it for her. Yeah, Scream never fell off quite, you know, like the <laughs> Halloween movies did yeah, on well, different times. I think they kept Scream grounded, though, too, and in some kind of re reality. Mm -hmm. oh, almost like really, really burped loud into the mic. <laughs> um, uh, but like with Halloween, you start to get into these weird pockets where you know, the first Halloween. And I think that's what always that's what made the 70s and that movie scary is that. And I've said this before, but like the 70s. That was the decade of serial killers. And then Halloween comes out in 78. And at the time of watching the movie, you don't really, you know, you just see a dude walk around killing people. And that's scary because, again, what's just going on with Son of Sam, Ted Bundy, um, I think the Night Stalkers in, in, uh, in the 80s. So, but, you know, you had uh, Ed Gein, just all this craziness. And now you got Michael Myers. And then at the end, you see him get shot. And it's like, okay, something's funky going on. This guy got shot and he's still moving. But then you get to the rest of the series. You get to the next one. It's still a little like, wow, this guy's still rolling, getting shot, getting stabbed. And he's still rocking. Then you get Halloween 3, which I've come to respect it. Um, I, I don't love it, but I do respect it. And then you get your fourth and fifth Halloweens. And then the sixth one, that's where it starts getting really, really goofy. Mm -hmm. You come you come back with h2o and it's even more goofy and then resurrection then it's just ridiculously goofy and then rob zombie remakes it which i enjoyed personally but a lot of people did not and that's fine we, we all have our opinions and then um then we get halloween uh just just halloween yeah just halloween which I, when they do that yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, we got Halloween 2018. Okay, mm -hmm. we'll call it that 2018. But and that that seemed to kind of bring it back to reality and ground it a little bit. Like um like basically getting on kind of the level with screen, essentially. Like, all right, it's just a fucking person. Mm -hmm. a really strong person, but a person. Not even a sibling, really, just breaking it, breaking all the walls down. Yeah. Like I, my buddy and I got into that debate because I was like, I'm pretty certain he mentioned it, and then, nope, you just pretend that Halloween happened in '78, mm -hmm. and then Halloween 2018 is the sequel. And there's no mention of a sibling relationship until the second one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she we she had a funny experience with that because she had watched the 2018 and then Halloween Kills before ever watching the Halloween two with the whole sibling twist. So like. Going back, it's like, oh, that was ever a thing for her? Yeah. I mean, so I, 
I wanted it to be a thing. I wanted it to stay a thing. And it was like, well, if they're going to discount the second one, then we have to just say, you know, that it doesn't exist. But I think I that know. I choose to believe that they're siblings. Stick by it. Yeah. Sibling truther. <laughs> I mean, Rob Zombie made it work too. So it's if Rob Zombie said it's there, then it's truth. I, I think so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which one is um Paul Rudin? Uh 1995's Halloween six. Yeah, Paul, that, Paul Stephen Rudd is the credits say, which is super jarring. Every <laughs> watch Paul Stephen Rudd. Well, it's funny with him because it's like it would have been nice if they would have got him to come back for Halloween Kills. Yeah. yeah. Oh god! Him, Instead of Brian from uh, Breakfast Club, who's just like this old yeah. oh gross gosh, guy. I know. Which is so that's jarring for me because everyone has a crush on Brian. And then you saw him in Halloween Kills, and we're like, "Whoa, never just mind." Bald, angry guy with a baseball bat. It's not. It's uh, like, relax, buddy. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> it won't be okay. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> like, I guess there's a lot of evil in the world, homie. Yeah, you killing it all. He really uh, thought he might that night. <laughs> Didn't work. He, he tried. Um, I don't know if you all noticing Halloween Kills. There's a lady at the end with the iron in her hand. I do. Like, I do remember that. Everyone's down for the fight and she showed up with the iron. That movie is like funny at all the wrong times, it seems. Like we kind of liked it because it was just such a train wreck tonally. But like every time it's trying to be as serious as possible. My goodness. It's fun. We got together. Uh, my wife, my best friend, and uh, my buddy phil we're all like okay we're gonna we're gonna make this a movie night i think there are a couple other people there but my whole rule was we're gonna treat this like we're at the theater so we got to the basement everybody got their seats shut the lights off and i was like i started, i told everyone like no conversation no talking we're gonna watch this movie shut the fuck up watch the movie you'll be escorted and, out <laughs> and then and there, i can't remember the point but it just got to a point where like, okay, I was fucking around. Just, I need all the jokes you got because this is starting to get fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. but, but it was still fun. It's a fun romp. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. I, I don't know that I need to watch it again, but <laughs> for some reason, I watched that like five or six times. Just no shame. I just I did watch it. it. I watched it multiple times to try to make sure that I felt how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, I don't know if I feel this way, but I watched it like three more, four, four more times. I was like, I guess I do feel this way. Uh, let's see how Halloween ends goes. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be whatever it is. It's going to be explosive. I don't know. I'm trying to avoid all spoilers, but I'm sure it's just going to go out. Is there a release date for that? This Halloween? Uh, October it should be. 15th. I believe not the 15th. Wait a minute. That was Halloween kills. Uh, it, there is a release date for it, though. And a trailer should be coming next month, I believe. I don't even want to so, watch it. I know. If we can avoid it. Yeah, at this point, I feel like they, well, they always give away a lot in trailers. But these last few Halloweens, the last couple Halloween movies, they definitely have like just spoiled so much. And it's like, okay. I know. So, do I just piece it together on YouTube now? 
Mm. Yeah, you could. Like the firefighter scene. Yeah. I felt like I had already watched that a hundred times and like it was I thought it was awesome in the movie, but like I would love to not even not even see how how awesome he looks stepping out of that fire. Well, there's I always have this thing with trailers. I watched the first one just so I can get my like get my beak wet, but it, like it doesn't help when they just give you everything in the first trailer. And it's like, okay, wow, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that's a little much. So yeah, that's how so. that's that last trailer. All of those uh, protest scenes, like the rioters, I feel like I had seen so much of that. Oh, I mean that's real life though. So yeah, and it was it was quite the representation. <laughs> I felt like at some point watching that, I was like, am I watching an actual movie or am I watching Fox News? I don't know, but I feel a little weird about this. But And also, just another weird note, the Halloween 2 hospital, emptiest hospital, hospital ever. Well, besides Scream. Scream had a super empty hospital too. No, yeah, they put that girl on a private floor and I'm like, how is that safer? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, it's a private floor. No one will ever get to her here. No <laughs> one. It's like, okay. Meanwhile, Halloween kills busiest hospital. Oh, okay. The yeah. whole mob. Uh, I've never seen so many people in a hospital in my life. And I, I spent a lot of time in hospitals. And it's like must be a sale. Must be a <laughs> sale, exactly. Um what is has there ever been any any of the slasher films that really like is entertaining as they can be has there ever been any of the slasher films that genuinely scared you um, i kind of remember personally watching friday the 13th part 2 alone in like a dark dorm room and i was like it didn't stick with me but i was like yeah this like has me pretty uneasy but I, I, they never stick with you. I think it's more for the popcorn fun. But how about you? I would say like My Bloody Valentine or Freddy. Because I That's feel fair. like in My Bloody Valentine, like I would strive in that type of situation. I would get the fuck out of there. But Freddy, like no battling that. There's no battling that. What makes my... Uh, my bloody Valentine's so scary is the fact that they're trapped in the mine. That's really with a cannibal. <laughs> That's so oh, scary. Yeah. Yeah. That can be terrifying. Um, I, so I always forget that you guys are much younger than me. That's not me poking fun or nothing. Age ain't no joke. You, know? <laughs> you guys are much younger than me. So when did you all start watching horror movies? Like, like when was like? What was, how old were you when you watched your first horror movie? Hmm. Like adult yeah. horror movie, not like Halloween Town or no shit like that. <laughs> I mean, like some shit that was like generally like, I don't know if I should be watching this, but I'm going to go ahead and be myself a little bit now. For me, it was Cujo. It all started with like Cujo and Christine and then Child's Play. And I was probably around like eight or nine. Holy shit. And then I took a long break. Fucking dark. <laughs> and I took and then I hated scary movies up until I met Nevik here <laughs> because my grandpa just traumatized me. 
I can tell. Yeah. But now I'm really into it. I'm into the whole idea. I love Halloween. See, that's when I when I realized I hated scary movies, I got really into Halloween Town. So <laughs> once I became an adult, I'm like, okay, Halloween Town, but like turn it up a notch. Exactly. If you can take it. <laughs> Fair enough. And how about you, Navic? Goodness. Feel I it's hard to say. I'm not sure when I started. I definitely remember watching movies like The Shining as a wee lad and definitely being terrified by that. It's, it's hard to say, but I, I like my parents were always very lax with rated R, scary, whatever it was. Kind of let it fly. So pretty much as long as I can remember watching, watching spooky films. What about you? What was yeah. your first scary movie and how old were you? The first one that I recall was Halloween 2. And that came out in 81, but I know I watched it after. Like, it, it wasn't in 81, I'm pretty sure. But I know that in, like, there was a show called Night Gallery that would come on late at night. And I'm pretty sure the house that we stayed in didn't have any lights. And if they did, I was too scared of the dark to go out and find the light switches to turn on. But... I know Halloween 2 was an early one for me. And then I remember going down to visit my grandparents in Delaware. And they would go to the video store every Friday. We're in a movie. And they let me, like, I'm visiting, so they let me choose the family movie. You know, seems like a good idea. You know, let the eight-year-old <laughs> choose. And I picked Friday the 13th chapter 4 again um, seems fine I've watched it before I think I don't know but we're going to watch it anyway so we put the movie on and you know the opening scene comes up and the thing is my grandparents didn't shut it off after the first kill <laughs> let that ride it was when Did they the like it oh definitely not <laughs> um, after the, the guy was watching the workout video and then he gets killed. That's where they're like, okay, enough. Gross. Like, <laughs> you killed him in a special moment. <laughs> uh, so, and with me staying with them, I slept in the guest, well, the guest room, they had a two-bedroom apartment. So the second bedroom was an office. And I had an air mattress I slept on. And there was a window with a tree branch outside of that, that window. Oh, God. And the wind would blow and scratch. And every night of that trip, I cried. My grandma had to come sleep on the air mattress with me until I went to sleep. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, happened in real life, not just cartoons no, and movies. That, I know. That, that's how, Nevik, I don't know if you know this, but that's how we rocked in the 80s. <laughs> um, but no, so, I mean, that was probably the first one that really had an impact on me was Friday the 13th, Chapter 4. I think, mm, I remember watching The Howling. I don't remember how old I was, but I was too scared to get up to go to the bathroom. So the house was kind of built on like a little bit of a slant. And I'm sitting in the den and there are wood floors. And I remember peeing myself. Okay. And it trickled back where everybody else was sitting back in the dining room <laughs> area playing cards. So I, I had a um, complicated past with uh, horror movies. 
So it's weird that I'm really into them now, or maybe I'm just trying to kind of overcompensate, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Conquer that fear. But but um for you guys with so actually let me ask this about horror, not just so much slasher, but with have you all seen Exorcist? Yes. Yes. How did you feel the first? Well, how old were you when you saw it? Middle school for me. I would say same middle school for me. I didn't finish it and I didn't ever put it on again. Actually, so no. No, I haven't watched it all the way through, but I have watched a good portion of it. it Maybe now that I'm older, I could. We should. We we really should. I mean, classic. So that was really scary. I think you guys should do it. about it let's get the thoughts um so when you saw it the first time well i i guess for you uh i i don't know how to i'm just gonna say shut up (laughs) okay you can just say nut too um whichever you want yeah yeah true not um so i'm gonna go ahead and assume it, it was scary for you then correct yeah, definitely. And I was at like my Thea's house, like my aunt's house, where I don't go over there that often. It's a really big, dark house on the south side. Just not having it that night. Yeah, that that already sounds kind of intimidating. Then they put that review on. It's like, do you guys hate me? Like, yeah. You want me never to come back? Seriously. Uh, and Nevik, how did you feel when you first saw The Exorcist? I, I remember watching him with a couple buddies and I think we had kind of a just obnoxious little kid attitude about it because you know you hear like this is the scariest thing ever it, like this horrified people and and then you're so kind of desensitized in uh in these days so it's kind of like oh that wasn't didn't phase any of us at all and we didn't even sit there and actually enjoy the movie or talk about what was good about it just being little stinkers so kind of had kind of had a bad perspective i'd say you know i think that's most i think that's a lot of us or at least exactly relate because when i first saw the exorcist and i'm wondering if it's i didn't know what i was supposed to be scared of so it wasn't scary like mm-hmm. I, I was just like oh this is so fucking dumb mm-hmm. and then i watched it when i was 19. and i was like wait a minute that's, that's scary, scary. I don't mm-hmm. think I like this. And I watched it again when I was like 26. I was like, mm-hmm. that's really fucking scary. And now when I watch it, like right now I'm in the room with all the lights on. This is how I would have to watch The Exorcist. So, and I don't know that it's so much that it's scary in the thought of the movie itself or just the ideal that, hmm, you know, is that possible? I don't know. Maybe. But... I think there may be a viewing of that very soon. And I'm going to have a guess on here. His wife said when we were talking about it over the weekend, he suggested, why don't we watch The Exorcist and record about it? And his wife goes, I don't know if I can watch that too many more times. And I goes, well, you only got to watch it one more time. Just, you know, come over and we're like, look out. But I'm always curious about people's feelings on Exorcist and how they felt when they saw it. And if they thought it was scary then, or if there's any fear to it, period. For because some people 
really, like my wife. She's like, nah, I'm all right. I don't need to watch that movie again. She's going to mm-hmm. watch it again. So like, she doesn't know it yet. That's we so didn't tell her about the cookout, but we're going to have a cookout, and then we're going to go to the basement. You're like, oh, no, that's the wrong movie. I'm sorry. I thought we were watching Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, well. God, I'd I don't love, know what remote is. I'd love to be invited to a Hocus Pocus viewing. <laughs> That's so scary. The Exorcist. Exorcist feels like one of those movies where if you watch it too many times, you're just inviting them into your life and into your soul. I think so. I like I, the I ring. Think, yeah, the ring's another one that see the ring's a weird one because it's like that's a good classic, like mm, 2000s horror. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's where where do you categorize that one? Because it's like it's not a slasher, and it's like, eh, is it a ghost story? I don't know, but it's a fun romp. That Japanese American adaptation era is kind of like its own little little chapter of horror in itself. True, true, and they're about to actually adapt uh, a great Korean uh, zombie film, uh, Train to Busan. Oh. Is about to get uh, made into Last Train to New York, hmm. and it's due out next April. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. I will watch it. I'm just, I love Train to Busan so much because it, it really, really like even with the subtitles. It's almost like you didn't need to read subtitles to really get into that movie because there's so much emotion, so much heart to that movie, and. The relationships that are built in that movie and it's almost like is and i'm only speaking for myself but i feel like everyone that i've watched it with like there's someone relatable in that movie mm-hmm. with everyone that i've watched it with and it's like dude i don't know that they're gonna be able to capture that same energy could see hollywood fumbling that for sure yeah let's still watch it but yeah i, I could see them really but they're gonna they're gonna promote it and market the hell out of it, I'm sure. And and people will go see it based off of marketing. And then we'll see whether it you know floats or if it sinks. I hope it floats. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um so from you know the 80s horror uh slasher genre. Like out of out of the ones that you've seen, what would you say would be the worst one that comes to memory? Ooh, worst. Got to throw like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five in there, where spoiler alert, some uh, some douche named Roy is the killer the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I they, they could have picked any other name. <laughs> Roy, it's just a an all time fumble. Uh, any like. Bad movies stand out to you, Muffin? Not really. I mean, is there such thing as a bad 80s slasher? I don't know. Mm, but probably. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you can find some that I've just started my stretch of watching them. So I'm I'm sure I'm just watching all of the great ones. Like April Fool's Day was really fucking good, but I was so mad that no one actually died at the end. I was like, fuck you <laughs> like who is the slasher no one died feels like i wasted an hour and a half of my time sounds like a really shitty slasher guy 
Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, do you not know how to kill anyone? That's probably the worst slasher by definition. If not a single person dies, it's all pranks the whole time. Spoiler alert. How about you? Do, do you have any like terrible, terrible 80s movies off the top of your head? Um, the 80s movies in, in the horror genre? Um, I mean, honestly, it, it almost to, I almost kind of agree. It's like, is there really a bad 80s slasher? But there are. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is kind of rough to get through. Um, like Friday 13 5 is definitely high on that list of just it, it's it's almost like you watch it, you get to the end of it, and it's kind of like okay, you know, it's not that bad until you get to the end and realize, wait, it wasn't Jason, mm-hmm. like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Um, I think Halloween or not Halloween, uh, Friday 13 5 8 Manhattan, Jason takes Manhattan. That's that's a rough one. Why? Because you uh, don't get to see Manhattan ever. Uh, it it it. I, I get upset because the one dude tries to square up with them, and, and it's like, yo, are you serious? And then his boxing was trash anyway. I know. I'm like, that's, that's the best scene. scene is so <laughs> that's sick. how bad that movie is. That's top three scene. Actually, actually, I feel like you know, Friday Thirteenth Chapter Seven was pretty shitty too because yeah. he's going against a telekinetic. It was like. Okay, like what? Like what are we doing? Yeah. I think it might be number nine or number eight, but he has like it's like a little bug that kind of hops around from body to body. Goes yeah. to hell. That might be early nineties. That yeah, that's gonna, uh, I want to say yeah, like ninety four, maybe ninety five. So, but even still, yeah, it counts. It's still trash. It's trash. Um, mm. <laughs> it confuses Actually, the whole plot. I've only watched that twice. I watched it the first time with my buddies, and I watched it years later just to make sure I had the strong emotions that it deserved. And I was like, yep, yeah. I wasn't happy with that. That's the only one that's work to me to watch. It's just yeah. I got to get through this. Literally the only one yeah. in the whole franchise, no matter how bad it gets. Yeah, it, like as much as I don't like Five, it wasn't a bad movie until you get to the end where it's like, oh, this is shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more fun to look at what like yeah. looks a little bit better i don't know or more fun to watch a mid 80s movie than a mid early 90s yeah i throw halloween five as like sneakily not sneakily but a bad 80s slasher for sure just I, like i still like it and watch it but pretty bad so there was a we did an episode off the mats about halloween um back in october and one thing that I pointed out about Halloween Five is that, it, like the '80s in in that I think I want to say it was like '89 maybe yeah it was '89, where it felt like the horror movies were kind of going with this trope of you're gonna have the horror but we gotta add the comic relief so we're gonna have these two wacky characters in there mm-hmm. with the wacky music that comes on every time they show up. <laughs> yep, and Halloween Five was like oh well we can't miss out. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, sure you can. Please, miss. Yeah. And, they didn't. and it, actually, but I feel like uh, Curse of Michael Myers played into that when they had uh, the the girl's brother like talk like Beavis and Butthead and you know, <laughs> just trying to. I be, think like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> cool. it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck this movie. 
And I forgot about that until I watched it a couple years ago. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was a thing. But I think the if I had to pick any any bad slasher, just bad as a movie, not so much as what the outcome was, uh, I would say Friday the 13th 7 just because just the concept. I think the original concept was supposed to be Freddy vs. Jason for that. But New Line, something was going on with New Line Cinema and the rights to Freddy. And they just said, okay, go to Plan B, which is weird that Plan B was to fight a mutant from Professor X's school of gifted mutants. I don't know. Fucking bizarre. But And then the way that it wrapped up, like she used her powers to make her dad come back into <laughs> life. And I, I don't know. It, Almost oh. nothing about that works other than, I don't know, Kane Hodder's in it. But like coming off of part six, which was so fun and yeah. just a good time. And, and then you drag it down to the super serious, horrible, like nothing characters, Carrie versus Jason. Yeah. I'm not big on part seven at all. Yeah. I, I, we're we're going to start showing my daughter like the old classic horror movies like uh, Frankenstein and, and uh, the mummy and things like that. And I asked my wife, I was like, so when is it going to be okay to show her some of the movies in the 80s? You know, some of the slashers. She was like, probably never. And I was like, well, come on. I mean, Friday the 13th, 7 is pretty bad. I mean, you can't really be scared of that, can you? She was like, she was like it is kind of bad, but nah. I'm not going to be a reason she's in therapy. And I was like, well, you have to. You're the mom. I'm the dad. I'm supposed to take her to like cool things and get her like snacks. And you're supposed to be the one that punishes her. And then she says, I hate you. So my wife didn't agree to this stuff. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a good deal. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, maybe, you know, that movie has such a strong dad connection you, with the ghost popping up. Ghost Lake maybe. dad popping up saves the day. Maybe. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to see if I can sneak that one through. Or, I mean, everyone's favorite, you know, classic horror, Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. I mean, I just feel like you can't watch a Bill Cosby movie and not be scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a true horror story. Yeah, just... don't, don't take your drinks to the movie with you. <laughs> I promise I wasn't going to make any Bill Cosby comments this week. We agreed in the pre-show. No Cosby refs. <laughs> I know. I, I can't control myself just like he can't control himself. <laughs> yes. um, so horror movies don't tend to get awards, like serious awards, at least like, you know, like Golden Globes and bullshit like that. Do you think that the major award shows are any indicator on the quality of a horror film or you just put those off to its own separate category? Own separate category, you know, the critics, they never understood us. You were watching old Robert and Eager, little interview about any old horror movie. They're not going to get it. They never got it. We don't need them. That's yeah. what I say. True. Forget the critics. We'll never get our respect. True. 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 Um, it's a strong I mean, stance. <laughs> there have been some horror films that, you know, had gotten a little bit of Academy respect, but there are times where it's like those films is like, do you really put them in horror 
or is it a strong drama like Sons of the Lambs is, is mm. you know, a big example. I think The Exorcist was nominated back, you know, in its day. But I think that's before they realized they're like, OK, fuck this. We're not letting them come to any more to award shows ever again. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. That crowd's too rowdy. Yeah. Did you see who showed up? <laughs> yeah. Nuns. The fucking nuns. protesting. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess, well, you know, my feeling right now when it comes to horror, also, and just wondering that the. I guess Scream kind of brought back the slasher genre, but outside of Scream, do you think there's room for the slasher genre to make a comeback? Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Like, it's really only Halloween carrying the torch, I, I believe, on like a big box office sort of way. You have, have a little movie like X, things here and there, little pop-ups, but, I mean, Friday the 13th and lawsuit hell freddie that's kind of been dead for a while can we pull robert england out of retirement one last time i don't i don't i just don't know who's like carrying carrying it other than we're gonna get one more halloween movie a couple months away but then what's what's next a new thing we do have one more screen but i mean discount yeah. i mean you know again they revitalized the slasher genre but it's like after that, it, it, it's, it's, it feels kind of desolate. It, it almost feels like with slashers, like you are saying earlier, you know, being a kid watching Exorcist, you're kind of desensitized. I feel like there's a, you know, the same feeling now with the slasher genres, like people are desensitized to the ideal of, you know, a, a crazy person roaming the streets and, and killing people like in a slasher, which is why... I think Friday the 13th was appealing because even though they did legitimately just copy off of Halloween, they said it like, just do what they did in Halloween and just, you know, figure it out, copy them. But they did it at a camp, which in itself is fucking scary. At least it was for me. I was in Boy Scouts and that shit was, being a Boy Scouts wasn't creepy, but going to summer camp, you know, teenage boys were fucking monsters and yeah. That in itself made it scary, but I mean, see, there's room right there. Why didn't they ever fucking adjust that? I mean, I know it's a little taboo to make kids killers, but I mean, orphan. Well, she wasn't a kid, but spoiler. <laughs> well, the 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 uh, trailer for Orphan First Kill just dropped. So. Saw you tweet about that. Yeah, I had no clue that 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 seems like such a random prequel coming out of nowhere, like 10, 15 years later. I'd, and odd. Here's a here's a major spoiler to that. It's not a spoiler, but it's a spoiler. The same girl who played Esther in the first one is playing Esther again. Hell yeah. And that's like fucking how long ago was that? Like 15 years ago, and she's still playing her in a prequel. So yeah. That's crazy. That was my first thought seeing that also. I don't super understand that. We've had like the strangers, speaking of like kind of a sequel Ooh. coming out like a weird amount of time later. Like there yeah. are like little pop-ups. I, I feel I don't, it kind of feels like the traditional slasher is dead though, and it seems like almost everything coming out will have to be have like that elevated A twenty four feel to it, or have some sort of like 
smart commentary to it. I think like the show up, eat popcorn, see people, you know, drinking, partying, dying, go home. Like I think the traditional slasher feels dead for a while. Yeah, it could be. I, I think I, I think that that genre or you know the generation that was into that you know kind of aged out number one but number two it's just again like we're desensitized you know like or the ideals on how to make a good slasher is gone like scream nailed it the first time and even with this many sequels kind of still kept it going but how many more of these movies can you make in that in that um franchise but then also when you jump out of you know that franchise and just think about the ideal of slashers it's like i wonder if maybe slashers would be better served just one and done yeah it could be but are people going to the theater to see a new character feels like i like i would like i like the idea of that but I'm not sure. Like, have we had a new slasher villain who's really inspired the audience? I think that's the thing. I think that is the thing that kind of gets me. And I say this with a lot of things, period, including comic books. When you take a character and you make a change to the character, and it's, you know, like, we'll take, um, let's take the Fantastic Four film. I think it was 2015. Um, it would it was a good movie if it wasn't called Fantastic Four. If they called it Four Scientists in Space, I'm like, dude, this is a pretty fucking good movie. This is fun to watch. Instead, they call it Fantastic Four, and it's like, well, that's not Reed. And and Johnny Storm is white. That guy is he looks like Michael B. Jordan, so that's weird. And his sister's still white. That's confusing as fuck. It's like I know adoptions happen. I'm adopted myself. I get that, but it's still like huh, weird. You know, but, you know, it's like the idea of like, well, just cash in on the name mm-hmm. versus like when they did the uh, Child's Play remake. I didn't think that was a terrible movie, except for they called it Child's Play. Like if they just said if they called it fucking AI, you know, or, you know, fucking sentient doll. They're like, mm-hmm. eh, it's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> but instead they called it Child's Play and people are like, man, this movie is fucking dog shit. Yeah. So. But you know, and that's another. I, I always forget about Chucky. He's another one in that slash slasher pocket in the eighties. Because I think that hit in what eighty eight, maybe eighty. Yeah, that one's a little later. But um, but I don't know. I always feel like maybe you know eighty. You're right. You got to be creative with with how you put these things out there, but also. People aren't really going to the theater for a lot of things anyway, other than comic book movies. Um, well, at least in the bigger crowds aren't going to most things besides comic book movies and Jurassic Park. Tom so, Cruise, yeah. Yeah, Tom Cruise is in the movie. People are like, well, I guess we gotta go see it. I mean, he's gonna fuck up one of these stunts and die on film. So let's just go see if it happens here. It's like, yeah. nope, this wasn't the one. It's like trying to watch Floyd Mayweather lose. Everybody keeps showing up. He doesn't lose. It's like, fuck. <laughs> Exactly. It was a hundred bucks. <laughs> um, but I, I just feel like when it comes to, I guess there are quite a few slasher films or horror films really 
being made, but they fall into things like Shutter. Um, you know, they're going to on demand. So, I mean, it exists, but I guess there's really nothing that's making a name that's, you know, become a household name, not in a long time, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. So, I, I don't know. I just want them to. I just want them to bring the genre back. That's all. I'm not asking for much. I know. I mean, I'm sure you could find like some smaller independent like film people putting their little slashers on Peacock. Candyman came close. I don't know. Yeah. You you felt about that? We were we wanted to love it. Came so close to being a home run. Kind of fell apart at the end, but. Yeah, everything's a reboot. It seems that's really that's really making any noise. True. I mean, the only thing that's getting any people to theaters or franchises that have already been a thing, mm. and they're cashing in on nostalgia. Mm. And you know, like when they did Scream Four, and even the the newest Scream as well. I I, I always complain about Scream Four because I felt like. I, I didn't know any of the actors in there besides Emma Roberts and uh, the cheerleader from Heroes um, and Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Mm-hmm. So I guess I knew three actors. All right, I'm fucking around. But, you know, every time I watched it, I just didn't care. And I was like, okay, they, they did a good thing by getting young talent to get the young crowd in there. And it's still Scream, so it's going to bring back the original fans. And I was like, eh. And I, I believe... Uh, financially, that was the worst one, I believe. I think you're right. The newest one did great. And and even me, it was like, you know, all this young talent. I don't know who the fuck any of those kids were, except for the girl from Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. I was like, okay, and uh, the dude from The Boys. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I can get into this, and now I know these actors and actresses. But again, it's still a franchise that existed before and they're just pulling people in now, um, you know, to come back in. So I don't the, know. The girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was that the killer with the black hair? Spoiler <laughs> Yeah, she gets lit on fire in both of those movies. She that's gets so like, flamethrowed at, oh, at the yeah, end of Oh, yeah, that's so. so true. Dude, I love both times. <laughs> I know. She, like, she's good. She's good at her role. Amber, I think her name was. She plays a good, good, uh, set on fireable person. Yeah, exactly. Um, if they're she's getting stuff. typecast as huh. the fire victim. <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting there in the in the cast room, like, all right, so um, let's see here. We need someone to get torched. <laughs> that one chick up. It's like she looks good in flames. Yeah, exactly. Marvel's like, hey, we need a, a new human torch. She's like, don't you fucking call me. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on, live a little. It's the 20, 21st century. Uh, all right. So uh, last question before we hop out of here. Uh, with the horror films that you've seen and in, and have enjoyed, can you give me two horror films that you think everyone should see? Ever? Any year? Ever, ever. You want to go or me? You can go first so that we don't repeat. Repeat. Answers. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll. Nobody's probably heard of it. I'll go Halloween and Exorcist. No. Um, 
I'll say Session 9 from the early 2000s. Um, just kind of a creepy, slow burn. Uh, definitely, I just remember it got under my skin so much. Speaking of movies that actually like scare you, that got under my skin so much. Session 9, check it out. Let's throw that out there. And I'll go guilty pleasure, more more goofy mid 2000s, a little bit of a timestamp. Even the name itself is dated already. Cry underscore Wolf, 2005, AOL era slasher. Speaking of slashers, those are my two kind of. Those are under- good ones. Thank you. What do you got? It's a lot of pressure. Um, my first one would be Krampus, because he's awesome and he's real. It's a good lesson. Humble your kids. Um, the second one, I don't know. Maybe scream because I think that's also a good lesson. Don't trust anyone. It could be your freaking niece that slashes you, your boyfriend, your brother. Who knows? It's not a bad move. Not a bad move at all. I agree. I think Scream. I think Scream is just no matter which version you have, it's just a strong, strong one. And Session Nine. That's a it's that's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Shame on anyone who hasn't seen it. Shame on my grandma. Like, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with her? You want to watch Friday the Thirteenth Chapter Four? She's gonna watch Session Nine this weekend. <laughs> Hell yeah! You don't know it yet. She's ninety two. That's crazy. That movie's so crazy. You're gonna give her poor woman a heart attack. Oh, she'll be all right. She's tough. She's from the Bahamas. <laughs> They've been through some shit. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Wait, uh, what are your two? Your two movies oh. that you're like, you guys have to see these. Trying to get out of here without without <laughs> telling y'all. Um boy. Two horror movies that I would say you have to see. I'm going to go with 13 Ghosts. The remake, 13 Ghosts. Um, scary one. I, I thoroughly enjoy that movie. And I actually like the original as well. It's a, The original is a, a fun, fun romp. We're go- actually, that's going to be one of the ones we're going to show my daughter. Because uh, watching it, it it's scary. But it's not scary. You can understand why it was scary for the time, but it's far from scary, yeah. right? For any anyone now, I mean, maybe a six year old might not appreciate that, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll find out in a month. Um, and then I like the Amityville Horror, uh, the original one and the remake with Ryan Reynolds. I, I think both are very strong films in their own, you know, in their own positions. So uh, I would stand on either of those two films. Honorable mention the Omen because kids are creepy. And that's, you know, it's like if you say to yourself, man, I can't wait to have kids. And they're like, you know, let me show you a movie real quick. Yeah. And then you see that and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck kids. So, we're, we're, we, you know, we have like damn near 8 billion people on this planet. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to start going down to like fucking, uh, seminar doing seminars at like fucking Planned Parenthood or something. She was like, "Hey, watch this film." Watch this <laughs> film. now. Couple <laughs> Damien's out there. Like I didn't think so. Like you know, don't 
don't fucking do it. So, um, so those would be my two films. So, um, there you have it. You know, while I have you here, how do you feel about the Bubba Duke? Um, I watched it once. I wasn't crazy about it, but I also don't think I really gave it a fair shot. I watched it and kind of like lost interest, like kind of midway through and felt like, you know what? Whenever I lose interest in the movie midway through, I always want to go back many years later to give it another chance because I feel like I've matured differently Mm -hmm. and I might have a different perspective, at least with the idea of like, I know this is the point where I kind of faded off. Let me watch it again and like give it special attention now to make sure that I feel how I truly thought I felt. So that might, I know my wife's not going to want to watch it because I've, we've had that talk and she absolutely fucking hated it. So, but I'm not a follower, so I didn't dislike it because she disliked it. I just disliked it because I was probably just preoccupied with anything in the world. I think she just disliked it because she felt like I'm old and I'm not supposed to like things that people like today. And I'm like, relax, grandma. Millennials aren't supposed to like elevated horror. Yeah, well, and then, oh, Jesus Christ, if you call her a millennial, she gets pissed. She's like, I'm Generation X. Like, no, you're not. Get out of here. You're not part of my club. So there is that too. This is my club. But but no, I, I don't think it was a bad movie. I just, I don't think it was a movie for me at the time. So that's how I kind of look at it. Like, I don't really think that a lot of movies are bad. I just think that there might be movies that aren't for me. That's always my feel on it. Because I'd hate to trash on something that someone worked so hard on and many other people may enjoy and that's good. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If I don't, I am always willing to stand behind why I don't enjoy something. But also, if I can't give you an explanation, that means I need to go back and rewatch it and reevaluate my thoughts on it. So I'm, you know, I'm willing to admit that sometimes I just do that with movies. Like th- there are a few silly movies that I look at where I'm like, Ugh, like hereditary. I did not like that movie at first. And then I went back and watched it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I didn't like it then because I think I watched a bootleg copy and it was like a really dark movie. And the person like recording it was like really trash with the camera. So then I went back and rewatched the real copy. I was like, this is good. Midsummer. Um, I enjoyed it the first time. I didn't enjoy it the second time. And I watched it the third time and fell back in love with it. St. Maud is one that I. I don't know if there's any save in that movie for me. I just genuinely disliked it. And I can give my reasons for it. But a big part of it is I just felt like it didn't give me anything to genuinely fear in the sense of being a horror movie. It was a fine drama, I guess. But as a horror movie, I thought it was like not worth my time. But again... Maybe I just didn't understand it, and maybe I have to go back and check it out again. But for the sake of my my friend Marilyn Phil, I'm probably not going to do it because he really enjoyed it. So I'm just like, no, <laughs> that movie. Phil, just out, of, out of spite. Yeah, yeah, just out of spite. I'm going to tag him in this just so that I make sure he listens to this episode, so he knows. I said, fuck that movie. <laughs> Plain and simple. But um, all right. Um. Nevik, shut up. Not thank you very much for doing this. 
Um, you guys have been on my podcast three times this calendar year. Like you, cool. you, you've almost become kind of like that, like a turnaround. It's like, oh, they're here again. You guys must be house guests. And yeah, we're best what, friends. You know what? I I enjoy conversing with you guys. Despite the age difference, I feel like always like I learn from you guys. I think everyone can learn from each other, no matter the age. So I appreciate that from both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us and uh, continuing to have us on. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to be here, and we'll have to got to get you on the Razzle Dazzle podcast here soon. Hey, I'm always open. I haven't, I haven't. I'm going to be honest. I haven't listened like in the last month, maybe month and a half. So. But with loss, you can drop me in in any point of it. I, I know it like the back of my hand, so I got this. Um, any uh, well, let's shout your podcast out real quick one more time there, and drop the name of it and uh, where we can find y'all. Razzle Dazzle Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. You can search that on Twitter, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts. The whole whole shebang. If you love Lost, uh, come give a listen. All right. And I will make sure to put that info in the show notes as well. And as always, everyone listening, thank you very much for being here with us. I appreciate the fuck out of all of you. Um, if y'all got any questions, concerns, reach out to me. I can be found at So You Like Horror on Instagram. All words separated by underscores. I'm also on Twitter sometimes. Every so often, I, I might drop a tweet. Not too often, but go find me on Twitter. Same name. And there's a Facebook. I probably have an email. But if y'all got any questions, concerns, reach out to me. If y'all got any show topics or ideals, shout out at me. Let me know. Because, you know, sometimes I just turn on the mic and say, hey, so, hey, guys, we were going to talk about this, but now we're going to talk about that. So, you know, give me ideals. I'm an open book. Um, otherwise, again, thank you. You guys keep listening to the show. And. I'm going to keep making these things. Thank you, everybody. Love you. And goodbye. I think that's good for now. The end.